Hello and welcome to the 365 Talk Social Media Podcast. This week I am joined by the wonderful Abby again. Hello. And we're going to be talking about our first experiences using social media. We thought we'd do a bit of a throwback. We were just chatting about this in the office and we thought why not bring it to the podcast because social media has changed so dramatically obviously since its existence, but I remember first having social media and new platforms coming in and our experiences. And I think that this will resonate with a lot of people that are listening that can remember the introduction of getting a Facebook page or how dramatically it's changed. So we thought we'd talk about that today. So let's start with our very first social media platform that we use, or at least remember using. <laughs> and for me, that's Bebo. <laughs> Yeah, it is Bebo for me as well. It's Bebo. We are the same age, so we're the same generation, so I imagine our experience is going to be Very somewhat similar. similar. But yeah, it was that that new, cool thing to have, and everyone at school had it. Yeah, everyone had had Bebo, and you could do, so like you could share the love three times a day, <laughs> and you had to pick like your top three friends of the day to share the love with, or... Yeah like someone relevant. I remember, I, I think I've told this story before, at least to Abby, is that I remember someone the year above us that was kind of notoriously known as a bit of a bully. My parents knew them outside of school, or I knew them outside of school, and so they shared the love on my Bebo wall. And I went to school the next day. I could have been a celebrity. I think this is what people feel like when they come out of Love Island, <laughs> because I literally, everyone was like, oh my God, like you know her. Oh my God, like mm. are you friends? Oh my God, like... And it felt like I'd stepped into fame, like probably for about an hour it lasted. But <laughs> I remember it so well because she was so feared and there was this connection of like, oh my God, like they know each other outside of school. Yeah. And it was suddenly like I was this most popular person. Don't and I just... with Amy. Yeah, it was just really weird because I've never seen like a lot of kind of sharing the love is between your friendship groups and it kind of stayed like that. And she must have just had like a love spare at the end of the day. <laughs> But like, you know, that started forming these popularity circles based on social media. And it was the first time I experienced something that didn't happen in school yeah. that turned my, that changed my school experience. Yeah. Really strange, is it? And do you remember writing like on, you could do like bricks and do people's walls and you'd like do different designs on like a brick. Yeah. On Bebo as well. Like you had your, your top friends and you'd yeah. have like, was it nine squares? I yeah. think it was. But half of these squares wouldn't be actual people. They'd be profiles that are... Like, like arrows. Like arrows, like BFF, this guy. Partner in crime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it, that was my earliest social media memory was like picking my top friends, but also remembering not being included in other people's top friends. And I think, I don't know, like you say, with the sharing of the love, it becomes this popularity contest who's in your top friends I think I changed it like weekly yeah I think Just, like having a bad day or someone doing something that annoyed you being mm. like I'm taking them off mm. and the same on MSN so I think like oh actually going back to Bebo another thing that I strongly remember I don't know if this makes me really sad but because you could get themes couldn't you for yeah. Bebo and I remember also like automatically playing a song oh my god I love it <laughs> I wish it came back well it was going to and then it didn't, didn't yeah it? um I remember making my own theme. So this is really like really young. I'd kind of kind of like coded and designed my own Bebo theme and I made it to do with my friends. And I again, I remember thinking, 
I'm good at this. Where really, like, if I looked back, it was probably just a pixelated <laughs> rubbish thing. But I remember thinking, like, feeling so accomplished because I'd made my own theme. I'm like a computer scientist. Yes. I can do I could anything. add, like, CSS coding onto my CV <laughs> now because I made a Bebo theme. I've hacked Bebo. Yeah, I remember, like, realising I could do that. Mm. And, again, that probably just makes me really sad, but... I remember other people kind of learning it and that like, we would talk about our Bebo themes and like changing it and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about MSN because MSN oh. was the it's kind of so it's like Messenger, wasn't yeah. it? Really, it's the equivalent to like the generation now. Um, but just like MSN as a continuation of conversations you've had at school mm. and just talking all I don't know what we spoke about. Literally nothing. No, Absolutely true. nothing. And your MSN name, your like username, would be too long to fit on the computer monitor because you've typed in so much rubbish. Like, I think my my MSN email address. What was your, what was your first email address? Was it something cringy? Because mine. Was. You know what? I don't think it is. The only reason I don't think it was is because my dad said <laughs> that's cringy, <laughs> and like do it like your nickname. And so I still have my email address somewhere that's probably associated with some things, but it wasn't as... My other half has, still has a cringy email address. And when we bought our house, he had to put down his absolutely terrible no, email address because he hasn't got another one. Why so, did not just set up a Gmail? I don't know. I mean, it's... it's Well, it's not that bad, but... It, it's not that bad, but it, it is. Like, it's bad enough considering he's 30. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I never did, but my dad was like, don't do that. That's cringy. But what was yours? Do you remember? My, mine was, I remember setting it up with my best friend at the time in year seven. So I must've been like 11, 12 years old. And it was Abs's Fabs 12. <laughs> I mean, you could get away with that now. I mean, I mean, some people had some random stuff. But then going back to MSN as well, like we were talking earlier about using kind of those fonts that... Mm. nowadays obviously you don't really use on social because they're inex inaccessible so like screen readers can't read them yeah but back then it was like I remember actually having I think everyone remembers those ones where it will have like reverse ease or something do you remember that yeah. keyboard where it was I remember trying to replicate it in real life and obviously like it didn't look right but I remember having a Microsoft Word sheet of all these weird letters on mm. and trying to talk to my friends, copy and pasting each letter in a sentence <laughs> of this weird font. And like I would change my username as like these different fonts mm. and I would have like symbols and everything all around my name because my name's only Amy, it's three letters long. So I didn't have much real estate for my name. So I had to make it up with all these symbols and things that would get the attention because you had to go online and offline all the time to get the attention of your crush. Yeah. I vividly remember there being like, somebody'd made some sort of symbol that resembled a butterfly and then yep. like a little trail behind. I think everyone had that at one point in our year at school. Yeah. Oh, it's madness. The fact that you, you would literally talk about nothing or you'd be talking about something really juicy that you shouldn't be talking about. And then your parent, because back in the day, you had like one shared computer. Yep. You didn't necessarily have a computer in your bedroom or access on your phone. And you'd have to like send like loads of nines and hit hit enter. So it'd like disappear the conversations. When your mum comes over, you're like, what are you, what are 
you talking about? It's like, nothing, mum. Don't you worry. <laughs> I remember having a scare, actually, and we were talking about this just earlier, that when I had my LG cookie phone, time like phone of the time, I downloaded an app called iBuddy, I think it was called, and you could access MSN through the app and you could talk. But what I didn't realise was that my MSN was still logged into the family computer. <gasps> so until, like, I say recently, it was not recently at all, <laughs> like when we got, like, a, a family laptop or, you know, you start having your own smart devices and, like, laptops and stuff like that, I remember being horrified that my chats were on the family computer mm. because you talk about nothing and like you talk about stupid stuff and whatever but I just remember thinking oh my god like absolutely scared because I didn't realize that it was exclusive to mine that mm. an account was shared across everything yeah and I would have presumed that I don't think my dad would have read them in all honesty but god help him if he had do you know what I mean <laughs> I feel like the way we used to communicate on social media when it first started as well was so strange like whenever possibly moving on to Facebook, but I'm sure I did it on Bebo as well. Like, you'd post on each other's wall, and at the end, you'd always always write WB, like, write back. Yep. Oh, my God, yeah. And write even back. when you talk on MSN, like, I remember making a conscious decision not to use slang anymore. And, I like, I remember that was part of my Facebook evolution. <laughs> but before then, like, it would be, like, BRB, because yeah. you're going, like, you had to let someone know, like, you were actually going to be absent for two minutes. Yeah, I'm um, just going to the lake, like, but these people need to know. Yeah, like, I just remember, like, oh, what was it? Just, oh, I can't, what you've been up to, but WUUB2. Yeah. And things like that, that, that was just the way you spoke to everyone. So and you were talking all of these kind of slang phrases that made no sense i mean maybe it encrypted it so that our parents didn't know what we we're talking about because we looking spies. back i probably would have not realized what we we're talking about but i remember then as part of facebook so do you remember getting your facebook account like do you remember making it very vaguely it, it, i feel like i've got a terrible memory anyway but i i, I remember having a really pixelated little image because i obviously didn't know how to upload photos <laughs> accordingly and i've taken this picture on or like know, a one megapixel of... camera. <laughs> yeah. Gone. That's a banging picture. I'll put that as my <laughs> Facebook photo. I remember. So I remember distinctively because I was at my friend's house. I think we were in like year nine or something, mm. unless I was slightly older. I think that would be about right, kind of two thousand and nine. So. And she had an older sister who was probably about five, six years older. So she like quite con like considerably older. And her sister had made a Facebook and she was like, we should make one. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's very old. Like thinking, oh, like that's probably what people think of LinkedIn now. Like yeah. people that use TikTok and things probably think, oh, LinkedIn, that's for like older people. Mm. That's how I felt on Facebook. And she was like, no, no, we got to make one. I was like, okay. So I remember making a profile on there. And I just remember thinking like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. This isn't going to be a thing. Like, come on, where's my automatically playing DJ Sammy on my Bebo? That's, yeah. That was my, like, that's how you resonate with social media. It was like, this seems boring. Yeah. Because all you can do is, like, write a status. Yeah. And, like, back then you, it was just statuses, so you would literally, like, do a summary of your day. Yeah. You would talk about what you had for lunch. Did you ever start your Facebook status? As if, like, so when you write a status, your name obviously pops up first and it used to appear next to your name, your status would start. So would you do it like, I'd start my status with like, is or has. Oh, all the time. So it'd be like, Abby is listening to, I don't know, DJ Bonnie in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing that all the time and 
I even now like all my memories on Facebook it pops up and yeah. I just cringe for yeah. myself and I would do like even looking back to if it's like 10 years ago from today because realistically that's where my time hop is at at the moment <laughs> that's like yeah is having the best day and then tagging all my friends yeah. and then having a chat within that with my friends who I'm all sat with yeah and just yeah it, that was really weird and then like I said, we used to talk kind of in slang on there and I used to like capitalise every first word. Like there's oh, all yeah. these kind of text trends that would go around. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like thinking, right, you know, I'm probably like in year 11 now. I'm not going to use slang anymore. <laughs> I'm going to write, write properly. And then I remember talking to my friends being like, yeah, that's a comma. <laughs> <laughs> because I would then try to like, probably still writing stupidly, but trying to pretend that I was like older because like year 11's at the top of the school. Oh, and yeah. yeah, it was just really weird. Really weird to think like that's how it kind of started. I mean, even back then, remembering when I made my Facebook account with my friend at her house, that I'm then going to work in social media. Mm. That's going to be like, Facebook is probably the platform I use the most from a brand perspective and a lot of my clients. It tends to be the platform I'm on the most. Yeah. That's how that began, like began for me. Mm. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And it's that, that start of your digital footprint. Like for kids today, like that digital footprint starts from like when they're born now because like mm -hmm. their parents will share pictures of them online or, or announce births or whatever. But for us, that was the real start of our so online true. presence. Which I didn't is even such think a strange that. thing to think about. And so I wonder, like, we've had conversations where, where, like, even just to the point of like family YouTubers and things, mm. does it get to a point where a where a child resents the family for doing that because mm. they've had no privacy? Like everyone knows anything, or at least your life has been documented, kind of like the Truman Show online. Yeah. Or do they celebrate it because if you've had a level of fame, does that guarantee you success if you then made your own channel and you continued what they had set up? Mm. I think that that would be interesting to see how that changes. And we were talking earlier about TikTok. Mm. So we both love TikTok, yeah. guiltily of it, <laughs> probably too old. Um, yeah. But, you know, we were saying about how these, you know, kind of teenagers are starting TikToks, getting incredibly popular. Mm. And now... They're basically famous, you know, people recognise them, um, people send hate, people send positivity, people send gifts. Yeah. All of these things that attribute to TikTok success. But some of these people are literally 16. And well, even, even thinking younger, back... Well, you true, think, yeah. like, Jonathan Jolie and his kids, yeah. they're all over TikTok. And the fact that grown, I say grown adults, there's obviously also a lot of younger people on that app, but spread such hateful messages towards children is yeah. like baffling to me yeah I think specifically like I remember watching the Sacconi Jolies like years ago on YouTube yeah like yeah. on YouTube and people sharing things like that mm. and I feel like you know at the moment they've done quite a lot he's very very openly discussed the fact that he's boy likes to dress as a girl yeah and that's being celebrated which I think is brilliant mm. the the child is of that age where I think they understand the repercussions of social media to a point because they've grown up with yeah, true. being online that they must have seen messages to their, their parents or their parents mm. go through like hard times where 
they had like a couple of controversies about like the way they parent yeah, and they had a lot yeah. of backlash with that that they can make a conscious decision to go yes i'd like to be in a video with you or no i wouldn't like True. to do this anymore but the fact is they didn't have that choice before mm. so they've already opened them up to this world and is it used as like an exploitative tactic that's, you see it that's with instagram yeah. as well like people will use their kids for clout yeah, essentially 100% and I, like that's not at all me saying that you know a child should express themselves as mm. they should and absolutely. absolutely you know there are there are children that want to express themselves in all different ways mm. i just feel like it's like a hook for them as opposed to this is my child and that is what they want to do yeah absolutely fine and trust me i have a young daughter should she grow up and you know express herself in any which way i will be 100 percent supportive yeah. i think for them it's like this is an opportunity this is gonna get me views and yes. for me i feel like it's done too much not just in that respect i feel like that was probably a poor example but these different hooks like people for example when their child is ill sometimes mm. overshare yeah because it gets likes, gets sympathy, builds audiences. And I see that more with people that have popularity, that mm. rely on income from social media, where for them, like people are invested in their life and they rely on that for money. You know, you yeah. make money from YouTube. So instead they have a choice where, shall I document this process that normally would be private mm. or should I monetize it? Yeah. And people are choosing, not everyone, but some people are choosing to monetize it. Mm. And when, you know, a child grows older and looks back, is that going to be celebrated or is that going to be, a, you know, are they going to have consequences of that? Mm. And, you know, I imagine, in fact, I remember the Sakoni Jolies mentioning the fact that, you know, their children, people unfortunately know what schools they go to yeah. and they have no privacy. Mm. And that's at the cost of, you know, their lifestyle. Yeah. They've got a big house. They've got, they obviously do well for themselves. Yeah. But at what point do you still allow your children to have a childhood that isn't in front of a lens? Mm. But, but things, then again, things, things, things could behind. be say the same about us. Whereas, you know, on social and I think less so now, but especially when we were growing up, I remember doing albums of photos from you know, doing something, a sleepover, yeah. a, an event, a birthday party, you'd upload all of the photos from mm. it. Whereas really you can kind of look back on our own experiences and really I'd need to get rid of those old embarrassing photos, but you know, they're still up and technically mm. I've decided to overshare in that respect Yeah. where people might not have done that. And there is that digital footprint yeah. that has continued from the day that we first started using the internet. But I think it's just mad that my parents at the time would have had no understanding of it. Mm. Whereas now we have an understanding of it and we both have young children. Yeah. Does that freak us out a bit more or do we feel better equipped for it? Yeah, it's one of those children are going to do what they want to do. Mm. It's that education, I think, of social media that I remember us having a lesson in IT where mm. we got scared yeah. Because there was some horrendous video about somebody that essentially got catfished online and groomed online. And you're like, oh, 
I, I don't have a school-aged child at the moment, so I don't know what's being taught in schools. You'd hope internet safety. Yeah, true. But with all these platforms that allow anonymity mm. and don't necessarily check who's behind each platform. That, that That's another topic for another day is anonymity online, I think. Mm. That's something I've changed my mind on very recently. But it's that you, you never truly know who is having that conversation. No, I think that the problem is, is like you said, the apps are always going to come and go. Social networks are always going to come and go. Obviously, TikTok has grown, blown up. Mm. A lot of young users are using it. Um, I know that like you know, parents and stuff are always afraid of their child using it, but don't want their child to feel left out because their friends are using it. I mean, I feel pleased I grew up with social media because at least I know the good and the bad. Yeah. But I don't like the fact I grew up with social media because I know the good and the bad. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's just examples like Instagram, I don't feel like does enough to hide certain topics, certain, you know, community groups that encourage bad, you know, behaviour mm-hmm. that should be stopped. But as you mentioned earlier as well, is that they can immediately flag a COVID you know, if you're talking about COVID, or... it's, you know, make sure you get the facts or whatever that mm. little banner appears at the bottom. Yet people can use racial slurs, can, you know, talk about really explicit things yeah, and get away with it. And yeah. I just think that it's pretty dangerous. But yeah, that I guess that's our first experiences <laughs> of social media and how we've got here. Um, I think what would be interesting for anyone listening to this is if you were able to live in a world now that had social media or doesn't have social media, which do you choose? Obviously, I'm talking this from away from the fact that I work in social media and rely <laughs> for it as a job. Yeah. Um, but just day to day, do you think life would be better with or without it? Mm. I think we'll, we'll leave that one as a discussion for the class. <laughs> and yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what people think. So yeah, that's all from us this week. We have nattered on quite a lot. Um, but if there's any other conversations you'd like us to have, let us know. I quite like these kind of reminiscing I ones. Do. It's quite interesting to see how, you know, how pe- other people feel because we're of a very similar age. However, we were talking to Cheyenne in our team that's a little bit younger and her views somewhat similar but also somewhat different because yeah. she is slightly younger. So, yeah, really excited to see what other people think. But that's all from us this week and... We'll catch you guys soon. Bye. Bye.